Read about the Northern Wrestling Federation in the book presented by Russellville.com, The The Pro Pro Wrestling Wrestling Fault, Volume 2. Hear the story of Roger Ruffin, the man who trained Carl Anderson, Anderson, the Monster Abyss, Jordan Clearwater, Chris Harrison, Jillian Hall. Plus 45 other short stories including Jazz, Bobby Eaton, Kamala, Thunder Rosa, Mario Mancini, Scott Casey, PJ Black, Carrie Morton, Sal Renaro, Jeremiah Plunkett, Colby Carino, Bam Bam Malone, and many others. Get your book today at Russellville.com. Russellville. It's where wrestling lives. The Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Barrett Brown, Ricky Morton, Cordell Walker, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 400 photos from the independent scene. Get your book today by going to Russellville.com. Russellville. It's It's where wrestling lives. What up, though? This is your boy, Isaiah Broner, The Problem, a.k.a. The Seven Mile Destroyer. And you listen to the Wrestleville podcast, where wrestling live. You're listening to the Wrestleville podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest today is professional wrestler of five years, Isaiah Broner. How you doing, sir? Doing good. How about yourself, man? I'm doing really good. Hey, I'm finally glad to talk to you and... Uh, I wanted to reach out to you because I saw that you were uh, recognized once again by the Pro Wrestling Illustrated. How how neat is something like that to happen, especially the last three years in a row? It's an honor because, you know, growing up or following wrestling, getting those magazines and seeing that seeing that list and seeing so just not just besides the list, it's just get, being a fan of that magazine and seeing yourself in there, it's a huge honor, and it lets me know I'm on the right track. Whether I'm number one or 500, I'm just happy to be in the conversation. So it's a, it's a tremendous honor. Uh, this year, kind of, it's kind of like fuel more. Mo- I find different ways to get motivated. So it's a motivation tactic to keep getting better out there, never get uh, rested on my laurels. Do you think uh, a recognition like that opens more doors? It's um, have you seen a slow progression in your career in a positive way the last few years with uh, those doors opening like that? Oh yeah, especially like the last, like especially like like the last year and a half, more promotions has reached out, uh, bigger promotions, like a lot of more opportunities is presenting themselves. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with it because you have it's more eyes on you, like people that you may not see every day or converse with, and he, your name is being brought up in that in that conversation. So it's a yeah, it's a huge uh, window opportunity. Uh, however you want to look at it, it's, it's a big opportunity. It's got to take advantage of it. Absolutely, and then some of the people that you're stepping in the ring with too. You know, I I was talking to you a little bit ago that I was just scrolling through YouTube. You got a match on there with Eddie Kingston, Minoru Suzuki, and um, who else do you have on there? Who else have you stepped in the ring with a recognizable name like that? I wrestled uh, Hammerstone uh, late last year. Um, Myron Reed, Brian Keith recently, uh, Mysterious Q, it, it's Alec Price, uh, he on the rise. 
it's, it's, it's a lot of people that I, I've been looking up to. Dominic Greeny, um, since I've started training and come around AIW, he's been a huge uh, uh, influence, um, go-to for advice. Um, so I, I've i been blessed, man. Just like this last year, I've been able to wrestle people and learn people with, with names and with experience. So I, I'm just extremely blessed. Um, there's a lot of people. I know I'm forgetting people, whatever, but, you know, just those names alone, man. I'm just happy just to keep learning and keep getting better from those guys. Oh, absolutely. And and you really can't ask for uh, better people to step in the ring with. You know, some of the, some of the names that you mentioned, uh, I mean, those guys are just phenomenal performers. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Dope, man. Just different styles, different different minds. Like wrestling is so subjective, so you can just learn so much. Just even with me being with my um, my fiance, like just her, uh, us being around each other as much, or being able to bounce ideas off of, off Jocelyn, and you know going back and forth, trying moves out, and just doing different stuff with her. You know, it's it, it's been an incredible last couple of years for me. Right, right. Well, take us back to the the very beginning. You know, I mean, how did it? How did you get started? Uh, did you start in Michigan? Uh, yeah. So, I was was playing football. Um, I was like on my last little go around trying to get a trying to get a look at from NFL teams or whatever. Somehow, uh, well, Billy Billy Gunn got a hold of one of my workout tapes and he s- suggested that I look into wrestling. So I, I was like, you know, kind of looked into it, kind of half did it. I was actually prepping for a bodybuilding show and um, Gerald Briscoe, like uh, Billy Gunn passed myself to Gerald Briscoe. So they were going to give me a WWE tryout. So I looked into actually training. So I wound up at House of Truth. Um, in 2017, um, started there. Stayed in Michigan, primarily Michigan, for like the first, I want to say, two years, like up until like around the pandemic. And then I'm kind of thank, in a way, I'm kind of thankful for the pandemic because it made me branch out, start going to other promotions, wind up at OVW, Paradigm, and some other places. So. Thankful for Michigan, but at the same time, had to force myself to get out to just try to see if I was going to sink or swim in it. Right, right. And the importance of getting out, too, is, you know, you get to see different styles, different wrestling styles, and then a lot of different people, right? If you're wrestling the same guy over and over again, you're not really raising the ceiling. No, and that's like what, um, that's where I was at with it. Like, um, I was here. And there's a lot of talent in Michigan, but being here for two, two and a half years, you wrestle everybody and you wrestle everybody in front of pretty much the same crowd. And it's only so much you can keep. You can only wrestle the same person so many times and try to do something different so many times. And it's, I just felt I wasn't learning. I got stagnant, got complacent. So I had to get out and just at least test myself. So many different styles, so many different areas to learn from, man. And that was like the best move I made was getting getting out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. What do you think the one of the main things that 
when you did step out of Michigan, one of the one of the things that maybe kind of I don't know got your attention a little bit, like, hey man, I haven't been doing this in a while, or wow, you know, like almost like a wake up call. Did you have anything like that or something? Oh, yeah. What was it? Starting here because of how I look, I because I'm I'm like an introvert, so I'm I'm quiet. I'm quiet, and I approach this like like. MMA or, or boxing or something or whatever, um, how I am now, um, become becoming more animated and stuff in the ring. I wasn't like that. So I, I relied on like my presence. I didn't talk much or whatever. I didn't have much interaction with the crowd. So outside of Michigan, nobody knew who I was. And it was a shot to my ego, but at the same time I needed it because there's other parts of wrestling besides just wrestling that you have to know about. So it forced me to work on my character. It forced me to work on my promo. It forced me to do things outside of wrestling to pick up on. And that's like one of the things I learned at OVW that really applied to me. It was those guys was being down there taught character. And I was just strictly on, oh, I look a certain way, so that'll, that'll help. And it only gets you so far, so much more to it than just your look or just just the wrestling moves. So, yeah, so it was a, it was it was a shot to my ego, but I'm man enough to admit, you know, it needed to happen for me to learn and keep developing. Right, and OVW is a good product. I I turn it on every once in a while. There's like a streaming app, and you can go in there and and watch. I can't tell you how many episodes, but quite a few. And the matches are good. The talent is good. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's exciting. It's an exciting product. It's not like this cookie cutter, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all, it's almost like you get something different every time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And like I say, like Al Snows has a a terrific mind for it. Everybody there that was, that helped us, like me and Jocelyn will go down there, drive, drive down there every week and it was it wasn't like it was like a 45 minute drive i would drive from michigan to cleveland to pick her up we drive to K- kentucky immediately after the show drive back from kentucky drop her off and i drive back to michigan like i wouldn't get home at times so five six in the morning but we felt it was worth it because we needed to learn and al snow is a good guy to learn from all those guys down there cash flow um uh, Mr. Pectacular, I work with him. Um, Isaiah, it's, it's a lot of talented people down there to learn from, so I'm thankful for it. And they on Fight Plus, we on Fight Plus AIW and Black Label Pro now, five dollars a month. I had to plug that in there. <laughs> Have you had some opportunities beyond some pay per views? I know a lot of wrestling pay per views are, are a hot thing right now. Have you had your opportunity beyond that? Because you know. Those those could be reviewed and and watched and. Oh yeah, I think after the pandemic, I was on like the the first. No, I, I missed one of them. So I want to say two. I want to say two or three, uh, pay per view or uh, that they had down there. I know the last one that we did, I was in a tag title match against the um, the boys, uh, the twins from uh, Ring of Honor. We were in a war games match, cage match. 
So that was like my second time in the War Games match down there, OVW. So they gave us a lot of opportunities, just did the most of I can with them. So thankful for them for that. Right. Absolutely. And it, it, it's neat that you uh, you have these opportunities coming your way, but it's about uh, capitalizing on, on them too, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Make the most out of whatever you get, whether it's one minute or 60 minutes. Make the most out of everything. Do, do you sometimes feel the pressure when you're in a situation like that? Do you kind of feel like I, I feel pressure to, uh, you know, do my, you know, do my ultimate best or, or do you just like, Hey man, I got this. For the longest, I did like up until I wrestled Eddie Kingston. Like even if it wasn't a lot, some part of me felt like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta do that. And the Eddie Kingston match, like I respect him and value that just not just being inside the ring, but talking to him before and after the match, like it really set kind of set me straight. So it was like, make the most out of whatever I get. I know what I can do. Um, I know what I bring to each match. So just making sure I do what I have to do, make my opponent look good. And I've been chill ever since then. I don't put pressure on myself. I look at it as I'm supposed to be here. And I want to make everybody realize, oh, I should have been here a long time ago. And I deserve every opportunity I get. So that's that's my mindset now. Right. And you know, when I when I watch you and um and in you know, I, I, I told you I watched a, a couple of matches uh, of you today, but if you were, you know, to ask me, hey, what do you think or how would you describe my style? Um, I would say old school. Would I oh, be yeah. would I be close? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like when I started, I'm a I'm a big guy. But I can do a lot of the stuff that everybody else do. But it's like people's like, what was the point? Like, why would you do that? Like, I can do a 450 splash. I can do all that. But it's like, why would you do that? And it, it, as I've gone on, it made sense, or whatever. And if you watch these shows, you see from match one to match seven, you'll probably see one or two of the same thing in each match. So my thing is to slow it down. I may not do as much move-wise or as many moves, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to make it look good and make it everything count. I might just do an elbow drop, but I'm going to make you believe that the elbow drop was the most vicious elbow drop you've ever seen. So just slowing down, take my time, make everything look good, make my opponent look good, and make sure everybody leaves the way we came, and I'm good. Hey, in that match with uh, Suzuki, when he was uh, when he had your arm and he was twisting your fingers, <laughs> that hurt me. <laughs> I yeah, I didn't know what he was doing, but you know, I found out. Unfortunately, I found out. <laughs> I mean, I was like, "Wow, yeah. got my attention." Yeah. yeah, and and yeah, I was I was sitting on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> What is what do you when when you step in the ring? You know what what is going through your mind? I mean, what are you? You know, are you one of those uh, wrestlers who call it in the ring, or are you? You know, do you kind of have an idea where you know where it's going to go? Pretty much depends on um, depends on the opponent. I can. I, I've worked with a, 
enough veterans to where I can feed off a crowd and we can we can go off of a crowd. I work with guys where they want to call, uh, have everything set up from A to Z. So I'm comfortable either way. Um, I just try to feed off the crowd, go off reaction, just know what's working and what's not working. Mm-hmm. Some things you may be doing in the ring, fans might not be with. I watch every match, every match, every show. Like I sit there and watch every match just to get a feel off of what to do. I don't. If somebody does something in the match, I'm not going to do that. Just to see what they want, what they want to see, and just to have that some, I guess, connection or whatever, or just just to see what what the energy is, basically. Well, you you talked about the energy of the crowd, and and that's real important. I think I think the crowd's just as important as the the two people in the ring, right? Oh yeah. How how energetic was that crowd with uh, you and Suzuki? Because I I thought that that crowd played a big part in that in that match. Oh, oh my god, that like that's like that's as close to I've ever felt like I say out of body experience. Just off like his entrance to the ring, um, like uh, the referee Jay Clemens. Like I came out first, and he was like, "Just you know, just take it in, breathe." I'm like, "I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine." And then his music hit, and then like you had to be there just to feel that energy. Like I just got out the ring and just like looked around and took it all in. I thought like when we when we put you know discussing the match and all that stuff, I was thinking like, did we not do enough, or are we not doing enough? And we didn't do much, but less is more. And we didn't have to do much. And everything resonated with the crowd. And we, like, we just played off the crowd, man. That was, like, one of the, like, I just wish everybody could experience that to fully understand. Like, that was uh, an awesome experience for me. I I thought it was a fun watch. That's something I I could actually go back and watch again. You know, thank you, thank you. Yeah, sometimes you watch a match and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm good. I'm good with that." Yeah, and don't <laughs> have to watch it again. But there's some you's like, "Man, I'm gonna watch it again. I'm, yeah. man, I'm gonna watch that thing again." I don't, I don't. You, you remember uh, uh, several years back on NXT when uh, Sasha Banks and the Bailey? Uh, oh yeah. When when Bailey won the belt for the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, yeah. I, I watched that thing about five or six times. I I just. I just thought it was such a good story, right? It's just it was so good, you know. But I don't, I don't do that a lot with matches, you know. And those be the ones like you like, like that and Sasha and Bianca at WrestleMania. Like I'll, I got watched that match like 30, 30 times. I'll do cardio and just put it on or whatever because it's like oh, I notice something different every time or whatever, or just being in awe of everything, man. It's dope, man. Like, and I, that means a lot, you know, for just to have a match that you, you feel, oh, I can go watch that again or whatever. Because like you said, some people have matches, you'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah it but like, there there's a couple of them out there that, you know, you're just like, wow, you know, that that's a classic in my book, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 
means a lot. That's, that's what I'm going for now. So that means a lot. Going back to Minoru Suzuki, what what do you think it is right now? I mean, it's just a magic time for him, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's back. You know, it's, he's getting the right. To me, it's like people are picking the right opponents. Like everything, every every match I've seen he had made sense. And it worked. And it, it's just an honor to be like, to be a part of it. So, man, yeah, yeah. For him to be the age he is and still going strong. When I was looking for uh, some matches of you and uh, I was going through your list and I saw that one, I was like, man, I've got to watch this one first. I I, got to watch this one first. Um, I I just, I was excited to see it. I I thought to myself, wow, okay, if, if he's, you know, if he's stepping in the ring with him, you know, he's he's ready. You know, he's on time, you know, because they're not going to put me in there with that guy. Oh, yeah, that's 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 how <laughs> and is if I can't if I can't prove myself here, I don't need to be here. And I felt I, I felt I did a good job. I held my own. So. Tremendous opportunity, and I'll forever be thankful for AIW, um, Thorne, Dominic, everybody that gave me the opportunity. Like, such a blessing, man, and I'm tremendously thankful for that. Isaiah, is that where you are right now, AIW? Yeah, that's, that's like my home promotion now. So, yeah, so this is a bunch of talented people over there in the ring, behind the scenes. So, I, I just wish I would have went there. I wish I, honestly, I wish I would have started there, but never too late, man. Never too late. Now they're located what in, in Cleveland, right? Yep, Cleveland. Yep, Cleveland base. What What is the wrestling scene up in Cleveland? Is Is that one of the strongest uh, promotions, or are there are several other promotions up there? What What What's the scene like? That's the strongest promotion. There's some. Uh, OWA is based out of basically Columbus. Those are the two that I work primarily. There are some other ones, but strongest one by far is AIW. It's just a different feeling out there. Um, the fans, just the company itself, just the way everything is structured and ran. I can't say enough good stuff about them. The, the training school, anybody that's in the area that's trying to train or can get to the training academy, I highly recommend it. Learning from uh, Josh Prohibition. Dominic Greening, Derek, Derek uh, Dillinger, Joslyn is a um, trainer up there, and it's inside uh, where it's located. And you're able to, outside of wrestling training, you can actually work out, train there. It, it, it's a tremendous opportunity if people can take advantage of they trying to learn, not just wrestling, being a manager, referee, whatever it is. Bunch of great people there. What, what do you think their philosophy is or what do you think the one of the, the main things they want to Im, impress upon their their students and their or their wrestlers? Um, that they put out good, a good product. Um, they don't rush anything. They Everything they want, quality. Um, they have a loyal fan base. So the, they know what the fan base wants. They've been around for over close to 20, 20 some years or close to 20 years. So they, they know 
you know, they know what they're doing. They have they have a list of people that's come through that's become household names. You got Britt Baker, um, Ethan Page, MJF, um, and the list goes on. Uh, so it's like they have a proven track record, so they know what they're doing. So it's, you know, quality. They, they they have a plan. They execute their plan each and every time. Yeah, I was talking to Jocelyn about the the fan base. And mm-hmm. in some of the matches that I was watching of her, I was I was just awestruck to see how many people were packed in, in, in those buildings. I mean, I haven't seen crowds like that on an independent showing in quite some time. So when you talk about the following, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, right? Yeah. It is consistent. Like, um, I was, when I started coming around, like I wound up, to, uh, I tore my Achilles twice in, last year. Mm. So that was in April. I rushed back and retoured in June. And I debuted um, at the Winchester in September. And they gave me a dark match at Hell on Earth, uh, which is a show that we run that they uh, we run on Black Friday every year. And we ran it again this year. Uh, it, was a dark, it, was like, it was a dark match. I was like, all right. I wasn't expecting nobody. I'm like, 30, 40 people be there. It was at least 300 people there. Wow. Like, I've never, and it, like, blew my mind because I've never seen a pre-match have that many people there. Right. And I was like, you know, so that, that like, they're consistent. They're loyal. They show up. It was a line around the corner. Like, the fan base, like, they, they get it. They're loyal. Man, hats off to them, man. Yeah, and do you think when you have a loyal fan base like that too? I mean, it just ups your game, right? Because you don't want to let them down. Yeah, yeah, and this it, it makes you want to work harder because you don't want to piss them off or you don't want to do anything. Because if you piss the loyals off or whatever, then there's a dip, and if they're not going there, it's like anybody that would think about oh, I should go to that show. Well, if they're not going, what are y'all doing to that make them go away? So man, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I uh I lived in Dallas, Texas mm-hmm. in the early eighties when world class championship wrestling was on fire. And I, and I saw the decline on that and I lived through that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I watched those documentaries and it is crazy seeing like when the Von Erics like first took off. And even like when they were feuding with the um, Freebirds, and and then after, like to see that much of a dip, I was like, "Wow!" Like, yeah, you hate to see it, but it it's it it, it can happen. And you just try to avoid it the best you can. Right, and you know, I mean, can you can you ride the magic carpet for that long? You know, I mean, there are some companies that have 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 proven records right of this longevity of this longevity of success but you know sometimes sometimes you hit that wall too and you know you can i mean i i'm 
experienced it myself. You know, hey, what's going on? What can I do better? What's going on? What's happening? And before you know it, it was like you lost all control. You know, it's like mm -hmm. I don't even know what to grab onto anymore. Yeah, I mean, it happens, but you know, the the good people that are experienced that go through it, it happens, and they find a way to bounce back and get everything back on track. And that you know, that's a difference. Everybody goes through hard hardships and stuff like that. It's a matter of sitting there, reassessing everything, recalibrating everything, and coming back stronger. And you may you may lose a couple, but if you committed to it and you're focused and you can get everything back on track, you'll gain a lot more. What what would you like to see Isaiah Broner doing in the next say two years? What what are your short term goals? I would love to be signed somewhere. Just want to do more show. Even if I'm not signed, I want to be like the that that like one of the top people on the indies or just in the game. Period. I feel myself headed in that direction. I just gotta continue to work even harder than I am now. I would like for Jocelyn to same thing for her. I push her like we push each other as much as we as we push ourselves. So just to make sure our careers take off, um, doing the best we can, each show we get, each opportunity we get, just to make the most of everything we get. I believe that both of you have, have promise for sure. I mean, I I enjoy both your work in, in the ring. I, I enjoy watching her. I enjoy watching you. I think you guys got a long future if you can stay healthy for sure. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's the goal, just to maximize as much time as we got, maximize every opportunity. Isaiah, how can fans find you on social media? Isaiah Broner on everything. Uh, Instagram, Isaiah Broner 313. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Isaiah Broner. Uh, simple. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. You'll probably just see me popping up on a flyer anywhere. Like anywhere that to give me opportunity, I'm there. I'll find a way. You you look like you'd be a good fit for GCW. If they come calling, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah, it's been a pleasure talking to you tonight. Oh, uh, thank you, man. I appreciate you so much. Glad we can actually sit down and make this happen. Yeah, absolutely. And the door is always open too. Now, hey, maybe maybe one time I'll bring you and Jocelyn on together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely make that happen. That's not a problem. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, thank you very much. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. Von Eric from World Class Championship Wrestling. Read all about his career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas in his new book, Lance by Chance Wrestling as a Von Eric. You'll read passages by Dusty Wolf, David Manning, and Kevin Von Eric. 25 chapters in all. You'll be surprised by what you read. Get your book on Amazon. Ring the bell. Listen to J.D., Barris, and Logan talk about wrestling news, reviews, in-depth conversations, and interviews. The podcast that we want to hear, and you will too. Ring the bell radio. We call it in the ring. <laughs>